I forget I, if we can swear. No, yeah, of course. We can swear? Yeah. We're going to fuck until we're all brown. <laughs> someone, <laughs> That's someone, a movie? Someone better post that. It's, it's not idiocracy, but it's some other, like, the president is running for, like, someone's running for president, and they say, like, well, huh. all of us, we're all just going to be fucking and fucking until it's all just... <laughs> We're all just the common shade of somewhere. I have no idea what that sounds like. A stand-up stand comedy. It's a, it's a mid '90s movie. Okay. I just forget. I never actually saw the movie. I only saw that clip. I'm well, a bad person. It sounds like. I'd love to sound, say who it was, but I honestly, I, that's a really common joke across a lot of comedians. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Even the joke's been fucked enough times. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want me to ease you into this story? Because you told me you had a story, Ken. I don't think this is like a intro kind of story do you think i mean by the way we're gonna i mean i'm literally trying to get ken to go from you know we're talking about dicks right now a circle of dicks <laughs> okay, and, okay. and now i'm like all right let's talk about kellogg's cereal <laughs> well kellogg's yeah. was invented to I, actually yeah, bring down kellogg's sexual libido go together because so. that's the really? yes, it was cornflakes was originally created dude you know what if any cereal was meant to bring down your to libido, bring down libido to, to suppress sexual appetite i feel yeah, but, nothing yeah but, I eat. but kellogg's at the time he was making this kind of like brand kind of flake in order to treat people that were at the sanitarium like the people that are going crazy. They were. He was trying to treat women Wait. who were having um, not psychosis. What is it? Um. Periods. <laughs> <laughs> no, look back no, then. They were, cereals not. They the were crazy, and they did stuff crazy, like that yeah, to women because they were saying women are crazy. Yeah, there know, are periods a hundred years ago. I thought that was just like a new thing. <laughs> it's just a millennial thing. It's a thing. millennial <laughs> thing. That Millennials is. are ruining everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they said that. Um, like the founder of Post actually was going crazy after a while until he went to the sanitarium, tried the tried the new cornflakes, and be like, "Hey, can you teach me how?" So when I go home and so can I make these cornflakes at home, <laughs> end up stealing the idea and starting the company known and as he Post. He added raisins to it. Yeah, and then apparently he just died like a terrible death afterwards. Oh, that sucks. No, that's called karma. <laughs> that's you called karma. <laughs> the doctor so nicely Kellogg's gave him like the here's here's how you make cornflakes, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go home and sell it." I mean, I have a question. At the market. wasn't a nice guy. If, like, was he not? I don't know anything. Dude, I don't know anything about cereal I makers. know we've I, talked about Kellogg's being used to suppress sexual appetite. It was wow. when we did the psychology episode. That was like a year ago. I remember. <laughs> I literally remember well, nothing about that time in my life. Anyone ever get a hard arm from eating cornflakes? Okay, that's what I was going to ask. What cereal? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, not, you look breakfast, dude. not in those words. It's that serious. It's, it's, it's the most, it's like the boringest cereal you could get. Apparently, one of the things that Post did do was that he didn't just release the, the, the cornflakes, the, the wheat flakes. He, he actually started Grape Nuts, which is like yeah. also a very bad cereal. I would actually terrible. say, yeah, I would say that the is worst. the most anti-hard-on cereal is Grape Nuts. Like it's, crunching and your teeth are grinding and like you can feel everything in your mouth just ripping apart. It just does not say sex. <laughs> it's not. Well, should we go with this then? The next ah. question. Is yeah. what's the who's the sexiest cereal um, spokesperson mascot? Thank mascot. you. Ooh. Um, Count Chocula. Count Chocula. <laughs> really? I mean, Count Chocula. Listen, I, I think that it really it probably is Tony the Tiger. He's not. He's, he's, he's ripped. Yeah, he's not he's, bad. He's buffness, dude. Yeah. The people on Twitter that are like into like furries, they actually refer to Tony the Tiger's daddy. They're like, 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 oh yeah, <laughs> like the uh, furries love Tony. Yeah, dude, I can't remember what they say. They say something like, like harder daddy or something like that. Oh <laughs> they no, they say that about Tony the Tiger. 
I mean, I, I think I'd be safe in his arms. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to lie. I mean, well, it's, it's going to be nice. And at the end of it, you know what he's going to say. <laughs> that was yeah. great. <laughs> Hey, at least my and then he's gonna hand you a bowl of cereal. So. <laughs> dude, breakfast in bed. Dude, breakfast you're right. in bed. Dude, Tony's a great lover. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of. I get it. I get it now. I'm kind of. That into is it a our bit. hashtag. Tony is a great lover. <laughs> get ready. Welcome to another episode of Ryan Noosh Pro Skater. <laughs> what? Uh, it's because of my skateboard. Uh, That's why. It's there. <laughs> oh, that was your skateboard? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's, it's a doorstop now. Um, I, I'm one of the hosts, Danush Kuhumon. Yeah, wow. It's been a long day, and I've had way too much wine. You had one glass of wine. No. How big was the glass? It takes a lot of input to run this machinery it's a lot of you know i'm way too sober now i'm, I'm i just say sobered up immediately. <laughs> let's blame it on that yeah so uh today we also have courtney rajan ken tran brendan kidney and our guest for today is clinton stubbs what's your last stubbs. name what's your last name clinton downs clinton <laughs> Dude, I Stubs and downs. That's not I, even close. I thought oh, to no. myself, there was an S in there. <laughs> the only reason why, by the way, I've literally never. I mean, because when we met, I only knew your first name, and then yeah. I know on Facebook, you know how the, it sends you like, oh, add this person on Facebook. I saw, oh, Clinton, and I saw your last name, and I knew it ended with like an S, and I was like, oh, <laughs> and right now I thought, oh, it's Stubbs. It's gotta be Stubbs. It makes down. sense. Okay. I'm just saying, Stubbs is sticking, and he's Stubbs from now on. Yeah, Stubbs. <laughs> Hey, I'll take stuff. it. I'll take it. <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, the what are what, what are we let's today? Let's see. Let's see. I made this up so fast that it's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> but but you built up to it, so I, I'm expecting really what, good things. What do you guys think it's going to be? Anybody have a guess? Courtney's going to be the smart one. <laughs> I'm going to be the destructive one. <laughs> well, see, I've been waiting to see what I'm going to be. Okay, if we were teen movies, oh, God. what oh. would we be? Oh. Okay. Oh no. So I I, I think Ryan would be Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> okay. I mean, mostly for two reasons. One, he's really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I always think Ryan's so cool. Also, he's not around, you know? And <laughs> This is the longest day Ryan, off ever. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> no, it would be Walters. Stubbs. Walters. 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 Uh, Courtney, okay, so. Right. Or, or should I just call him Stubbs? Like, Stubbs. <laughs> Stubbs, Stubbs. is the name I give white I d- people. I didn't know his last name. When I don't know what a white person's name is, it's Stubbs. Stubbs. <laughs> Thank we, you for that. I dodged that bullet. <laughs> we all look the same anyway. Yeah. Okay, uh, Corny. So yes. I, I mean, I had this two will be in mind. I had two in mind for you. Okay. Very different. Very okay. different. Um, one, I thought maybe weird science, and I also put down, and I don't know why this. Let, let's blame it on being buzzed from his line. <laughs> I put pretty in pink also. Pretty in pink. Would those would those average to sixteen candles? I think so. I mean sixteen. Well they're ca- like around the same time. But no, no, no but, pink but was... weird science is like super nerdy, they're obsessing about somebody and they like do this 
I don't know. Like it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of an awkward yeah. storyline. <laughs> it's a really but weird then, story. But then Pretty in Pink is almost like too girly and like yeah. too like. Yeah, it's really ditzy. super girl. Yeah. And <laughs> and so just in and it has really been maybe like five minutes of Instagram stalking and then like <laughs> half an hour of being here. <laughs> I That's say, usually the case. I would say it, it's kind of in the middle. You yeah. you you okay. have things that you like that you're gonna work for. Yeah. And you've got an awkward family, and you've <laughs> you got, got a, me as donger. I'm you, basically yeah. I was gonna donger. say you've got an Asian guy in a tree. So <laughs> yep, makes sense. How is okay. this not sixteen? Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is by the way my favorite teenage movie oh, of all time. I think I that think I only just finally saw sixteen candles like the past year or so. Do you missed oh, all the good yeah. movies? Like somehow I, I don't. Know I'm how. catching up to yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So for Ken, Ken. Uh, I put you down as can't hardly wait. <laughs> yeah. Like that which horny is, teenage is, romp. I mean, which is, by the way, can't hardly wait. When I was like 14. I like that. I had that movie. 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 <laughs> I love that movie. Dude. I love that movie <laughs> dude, too. Okay, Brendan, uh, you, I mean, I, I put you down as super bad. I feel like you'd be super bad. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, he can't, yeah. I, I think so. <laughs> I even attempt to deny that. I do draw a lot of dicks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I, I'll, I'll, I'll end with me. I'll, I'll go to Clinton. Okay, so Clinton, this was hard because one, I, I knew you one time, like that one time we hung out, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm like really just guessing in the ether, tapping into like my subconscious. I don't know. I might be wrong. I put you down as Mean Girls. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of got only because every single time, we, well, not every single time, the one time we hung out, like half the time, it was always like a zinger. It was always like something really clever that you said. So I just, I, I can be catty. <laughs> I can be catty on on Wednesdays. On Own Wednesdays, it. I do wear pink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Okay, okay. Uh, here's where I put myself. Fetch isn't happening. It's not happening. No, that's what I um, that's what my dog tells me. Uh, usually every day. Like, <laughs> Clinton, no, fetch is not happening. <laughs> okay, so for me, I put one down that I think most people haven't heard of, but when I tell you the high concept, I feel like it's like, oh, that sounds like a noosh kind of a okay. thing. Uh, it, it's, it's a Japanese teen movie called Summertime Machine Blues. <laughs> all you have to, yeah, dude, all you have to know the plot is this. It's about a group of kids uh, in, in like a summer, summer school, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and the air conditioner in their club room doesn't work, they lost the remote control. Like, literally, they can just turn it on, but they, they don't have the remote control. So they find a time machine on of campus. Why so, wouldn't it be on campus? So they use the time machine to go back in time to steal the remote control from themselves. <laughs> and it's ba- and by the way, they Wait. handle time travel really well. Like, everything, everything makes sense in the scope of the story. Even the time machine appearing. But like, yeah. What would but but if they go back in time to steal the remote from themselves, they prevented themselves from having the remote right. in the first place. Right. <laughs> they stole it from themselves to have it in the future. They like, stole from the past to give to the future. Since we're on the thing of uh, teen movies, um, uh, not another teen movie was filmed at Ken and I's high school, oh. and there was a naked chick in our principal's office. That Where? Is, Who? Which that one? is one of my favorite movies really? of yeah. all time. That was filmed at our high school. I actually saw, so I saw Can- uh, not another teen movie. I loved it. I didn't get half the references. So I spent a <laughs> summer watching every single movie. All the <laughs> movies. And that's why I can actually relate to this conversation as opposed to yeah. a few weeks ago. Dude, it was I all about great topic. Things that I didn't even know <laughs> I'm about. I'm telling you, man, I'm tapped into the ether. It's like I know the and best. And actually, I, I remember um, finding out about the casting call 
for the movie and I was actually going to go out and try to try out for the nice. movie not knowing it was not another teen movie. I would have killed just... to be at your high school to be in that movie. <laughs> like that's my dream when I was in high school. Like I want to make life like a teen movie. <laughs> I want to be Seth Green. That, that's the movie that made me fall in love with Chris Evans. Oh nice. Oh, well. <laughs> he is very like sexually. <laughs> I mean just looking at him makes you fall in love. I mean yeah. just those eyes. You know? Of, yeah. all, of all the Chris's yeah. in Hollywood yourself. he is pretty dreamy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think, you know I think my Chris though is Chris Pratt. I I also like that he's a giver. That that in that I, I heard in the Captain America two movie, he there's a scene where he's like wearing like a shirt and he's like like flexing, holding the helicopter. But he was really pushing to be shirtless. He wanted to like give a give a show. <laughs> you know? I thank thank you. Can I just say thank you? Yeah. On behalf he's of everyone, he's thank you. <laughs> well, Clinton Downs is our guest today. So Clinton, tell us a little bit about yourself. Whatever you want to share, just tell us a little bit about yourself. My name's Clinton. I like long walks on the beach. Um, no, my name's Clinton. I live with my husband in West Hollywood because we're that gay. Um, <laughs> we are. We got a little dog. His name is Norbin. He's adorable. Well, he's a little he? mutt. Oh, okay, low brown nice. mutt. Yeah, he's yeah. like a chihuahua, but a little bit of Sheba thrown in there for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm well, originally from Portland, Oregon. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I moved down here four years ago. Cool. Cool. And uh, Do you regret your decision? Do you no. regret <laughs> Traffic's pretty no. bad here. Never. I mean, so it's really funny because I was born and raised in Portland, and mm-hmm. now everyone's like, oh, I want to go to Portland because it's such a cool city. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I was so, and I don't want to be all hipster about it, but I saw. I was there, living there, when it was, like, getting all super trendy, and I was like, okay, that's happening, all right, I'm just going to be over here living my life, and then it got super, super trendy, Yeah. and I was like, I can't handle these people, <laughs> and I had to leave, because cause that was, the world that I was raised in was not the Portland that exists now, yeah. mm-hmm. or even, like, years ago. It was, like, what people are going there for hasn't existed there in many years, mm-hmm. and it's, it sucks now. You go back up there, and it's basically, uh, housing is about the same as it is here. Um, traffic is about the same as it is here, um, and the people are all just trying. I'm talking with my sister, and she's been talking with her friends. I think there's going to be like a mass exodus of people leaving LA to go yeah. up to like Washington and Oregon. There, and stuff like there that. already it's is. Happening. One of it's my happening. good friends already moved up there. Yeah. Well, flashback to flashback to the '90s after the earthquakes mm-hmm. in the '90s. There literally was no, even in like the '70s. There, like Angelinos and Californians move into Oregon mm-hmm. has been the scourge of <laughs> Portland. <laughs> The governor of Oregon put up a sign on the border. I this is not a joke. Put up a sign on the border. Welcome to Oregon. No, you're entering Oregon. You're welcome to visit, but please don't stand. <laughs> it wow. said that on the side of the I-5. Wow. Our topic for today is cults. I'll throw this out there. I mean, um, the cults are a spectrum. There is like, there's like the really dark, dark cults. <laughs> like some really, but we're going to try to focus on the other side of that spectrum, the really ridiculous, <laughs> funny ones. Just so, remember, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Because it might be poisoned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might not be. <laughs> Most of the time it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. takes that one <laughs> chance. <laughs> okay, so my my story is about the Rialism cult. This, this this cult has good things about it. They've done good, but they got some crazy too. You gotta have a little crazy in there. All right. So first, the origin of Claude Vorhil Vorhilhan. He's he's French. I don't know how to say his name. 
You have to like do it in the throat, like. <laughs> Listen, I'm. I don't know how to do French. I, I mean, like, I, I. That is not my. Just territory. look. Just look at it. Skip a bunch of consonants, and you're good. Oh, and, and say Vorion. 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 Good tip, Ken. Coach of the year, Claude Vorion. So. Claude was a boy growing up in France who dreamed of being a race car driver. Remember that. (laughs) At at age 15, he ran away from home and hitchhiked to Paris. He spent three years there playing music on the street and in cabarets to survive. Okay, Okay, so he's like a street urchin doing the music thing, right? Uh, He met Lucien Maurice, uh, the director of the National Radio, who signed him on to perform on the radio. He became a rising teen pop star in the 60s using the stage name Claude Seller. Okay. He actually had uh, six albums. His dream, though, was still to one day be a race car driver. <laughs> His pop star dream came to an end when Lucy and Maurice committed suicide. What? Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was so selfish of you, Lucien. <laughs> Kill the boy's dream. Uh, but in order to stay close to the race circuit, he became a race car journalist. Okay. He started. He also started an auto racing magazine called Autopop, which is the perfect <laughs> name for a pop star uh, auto journalist. Melding it together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during this time, he also married his first wife, Marie Paul Christini, who was a nurse who diagnosed him as depressed. <laughs> so okay. sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> happens. So now on to the origins of this religious cult, Rialism. And by the way, I want you to know, I did a lot of research into this. This origin I'm about to tell you is from their religious texts, which I read. I actually <laughs> went and I read, like, I mean, I didn't read in detail all of this. Some sections I really read and took notes on. Other sections I kind of skimmed. Yeah. But I did read their religious texts. I can't remember the name of one of them, but the second one was called Intelligent Design. Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. But how many pages in total would you say their religious texts are? I mean, it was not long. It okay. was like maybe 300 to 400, something like that. Okay. It was not very long. It's not biblical. <laughs> okay, so on December 13th, 1973, Claude was a 27-year-old living south of Paris. While on the way to work one morning, he met an alien named Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Oh. We're, we're starting off with that. Gotta start strong. <laughs> yeah. The alien was four feet tall and had skin that was, quote, white with a slightly greenish tinge, <laughs> a bit like someone with liver trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> From okay. the religious text. All right. I had John this once. <laughs> <laughs> Can, so, can't he get his wife to help with the liver trouble? <laughs> his, wor- not, wor- uh, his, his wife is a nurse. nurse? Yeah, I mean, she, couldn't she, she come he, help? He should have taken the, the alien yeah. Yeah. to the nurse. What kind of religion is this? <laughs> so the alien invited him back to his UFO, mm. which was parked on a volcano at the nature park called Puy de las Olas. The inside of the UFO had shag carpeting. <laughs> of course it did. Yeah. It is what? the 70s. <laughs> shag carpeting? Yeah. You don't think shag reached all the way it up to the shag outer carpeting. space? <laughs> Yahweh revealed to Claude that the alien race called the Elohim created humans 25,000 years ago using advanced biotechnology and cloning. Apparently, the Elohim will return to Earth one day, and Claude will have to spread their message to humanity to prepare for their arrival. (laughs) 
Only people who were open-minded enough to accept the message of the Elohim were able to go to the planet of the Elohim and live forever. Some of these people are Jesus, the Buddha, Moses, and the prophet Muhammad. <laughs> so they all were enlightened and they went to the planet of the Elohim. The Elohim. Claude returns to his normal life and starts to spread the word of the Elohim. He gains a few converts, but the religion doesn't spread that far. Yahweh visits him again two years later on October 7th, 1975, and takes him to the planet of the Elohim, which I like to call, this is not in the text, but I like to call it Eloha. I mean, that is like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. It is the most appropriate name. So everyone on Eloha gets to live for 700 years and have biological robots do their every whim. Okay. For your clarification, biological robots are robots that are made of artificial flesh instead of metal. So it's like artificial flesh, but not metal. Yeah. So they're like humans, basically. They're squishy. Squishy, squishy robots. robots. This, this sounds like a weird first draft of like Slaughterhouse Five or something like that. Dude, doesn't it was, kind of feel? I was like going with Blade Runner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it kind of got a little bit of that. Yeah, it's it's sci-fi. I mean, this is, <laughs> he's he's tapping into that like. What's it called? L. Ron Hubbard School of Religion. Right. Yeah. You know? A little bit of Westworld. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's squishy, squishy robots. Squishy that's right. robots. That's good. Okay. Squishy robots. So everyone Hashtag. on Eloha gets, <laughs> everyone on Eloha gets 10 robot servants. The population of Eloha, for your information, is 90,000, including the robots, which okay. means there's like... 900 people then, I guess, right? On Eloha? No, 9,000. 9, There's 9,000 people on Eloha. So, Slightly less, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so daily life. On Eloha, people basically just, they do the whole heavenly thing, but more science-y. What's the whole heavenly thing? They just chill, and they do <laughs> science experiments, they paint, <laughs> they do sculptures, they play with virtual reality, and they have sex with robots. Wait, is this is this after you're dead or during? This what? is after, well, this is after the Eloha come to take you to the planet of the Eloha. So technically you're Elohim. not dead. You're, you're still living, but yeah, you're in their but, planet. But in a way you're dead because they change your body so you can like live you know, for a long time. I wish time. people they, could see that you're man, just like wiggling I'm around. I'm shaking you're my body, like, yeah. That's, that's immortality, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's I, the now I could live for 800 years, but I'm going to do science every day. <laughs> well, if you like. So <laughs> it's, it's sort of sex with squishy robots. Don't forget that. That's, that's, that's where most people part. would be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, why my, do science when the Eloha, my, Elohim My only do question is, do you get to pick out what type of squishy robots you want? Oh, like, oh you do you get to design it? Yeah, do you get to design it? I like this kind of squishy robot. That's the science part. Oh, we, yeah. you have no idea what we're going to go into right now. <laughs> I, I sort of feel like sitting around sitting around doing science experiments and arts and crafts and all this stuff, it sort of sounds like college in a way. Like, yeah, but without I mean, the grades. Is there a binge yeah. drinking session? There, if you I mean, want. You, yeah, I mean, you could do whatever you want on, on Elohi, Eloha. There's no way you could do whatever you want on Eloha. It would be madness. Well, you're you. actually on the topic. There is one thing you can't do on Eloha. What? Everyone on Eloha has to be sterilized. No one gets to have babies on Eloha. No babies. <laughs> Everyone's an adult. So how do they get more humans every they 700 bring them years? From Earth. <laughs> hey, you guys ever watch like Twilight Zone growing up? Remember, oh, remember yeah. we're going to take you to some awesome planet and then yeah. they figure out there were food? Is it like that? <laughs> to, to serve man. To like serve it. man. It's yeah. a cookbook. It's a cookbook for man. <laughs> well, well, I'm too yeah. late for me now. I'm going to be lunched pretty soon. By the way, speaking of eating, 
uh, Claude, while he was on the planet, did get to have brunch with Jesus, Buddha, <laughs> and the God Squad. Man, did they take like, did they take a picture for didn't prosperity? Ha- didn't happen. No, I mean, no I mean, picture didn't if, happen. If they did, he didn't. He's not showing us. Claude's not showing us. <laughs> Jesus turned the water into mimosas. <laughs> Dude, that. Dude, that's all you need. Take a selfie, send it to everybody. Look, Jesus. Well, but this is before selfies. This was 1975. There yeah. were dude, Polaroids. Dude, they had a spaceship yeah. that went there. Okay, <laughs> they had a spaceship that went there. Squishy I mean, robots. They had squishy robots. They have. It's these, true. These if, if you have squishy robots, you should have selfies. I, that's yeah. that's like a rule. So Yahweh shows him advanced technology, including the cloning machines and the robot making machines. Oh my gosh, this is the Twilight Zone episode. And selfies. It is. <laughs> it's around this time that the story starts to sound like a porno. <laughs> What? Starts? Yeah, starts. Starts? Starts? <laughs> Please, wait, has this already been starting like, sounding like a porno? Kind of, I think the shag ago. carpeting was kind of the start. Please continue oh, okay. with this porno. <laughs> so, four, four foot tall green man started the porno. I don't know about you. <laughs> it wasn't a man, it was a penis. <laughs> <laughs> a circle. <laughs> it's, a, it's a circle of dicks. It's a phallus. It's a circle uh, of dicks. <laughs> so, Yahweh's robot butler asked Claude. Would you like some female companions? <laughs> yes. Claude, being the slick journalist pop star he is, gives a non-committal. Why not? <laughs> by yeah, the way, we can't by, seem too eager. By the way, even among aliens, robots, and gods, Claude is presented in this origin story of the religion as too cool for this religion. Basically, of course, yeah. So the butler shows Claude the robot-making machine. He says previous research on humanity allows the machine to create one of three types of ideal woman based on the opinion of the majority of Earth's population. So they scanned everybody on Earth and they're like, all right, this machine can make the most quote unquote ideal woman according okay. to everyone, right? So, by the way, also, I mean, I think we got this, but I want to be clear, extra clear. These, these are sex robots. These are, <laughs> these are sex robots. You don't make a robot squishy unless it's squish, squish, squish. Hey, Courtney, remember when we were talking about this? this we this, were talking like, about In this? Japan, they make these like sex robots. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're creepy. Yeah. And, and there's more than three choices, too. Yeah, like, <laughs> the many the choices. Japanese are ahead of the Elohim. I know. <laughs> Maybe they are the Elohim. The Japanese? Yeah, the Japanese. I'm pretty sure. Sex <laughs> robot? I can see that. I mean, they're all... <laughs> I was going to say something really shitty. I was going to say something really shitty. It costs as much as like a subcompact. Well, I was yeah. about to make a short joke. <laughs> the four foot tall joke. <laughs> but I, I really shouldn't talk. I'm 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 Asian. And I'm short also. But speak for yourself, you jackass. <laughs> okay, so the robot, so the robot making machine first makes a brunette white woman. Aww. She materializes inside of this glowing cube that's floating off the ground. So it's very like Blade Runner. It's like a very sci-fi, like yeah. cube floating woman inside. She's naked. Whatever. She shakes her ass. She's, she's waving her hands yeah. just, like, well, just like you did Who's there. a good sh- yeah. Well, she shakes her ass and shows off her body to Claude. That, that's mm. pointed out. She's okay. like shaking it. Claude claims she is perfect in every way and wouldn't change anything about her. Except. Except. Next. <laughs> Except. Well, uh, he wouldn't change anything. Next, the robot makes a blonde woman and a redheaded woman. Both of them are different but as perfect as the brunette woman. Okay. Everybody has a look on their face, and I kind of had the same look when I was reading <laughs> this. I'm going to address that, but follow me here. So blonde, a brunette, a brunette, a blonde, and a redhead. Walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> so Claude is satisfied with his three female sex robots, 
he looked upon his work and it was good. <laughs> it literally was described like that. Like he looked upon his work and it was good. So only white women, huh? Next, the robot gives him some freebies. Okay. Quote, this is in there. I quote, I answered quite naturally that I thought these three people were extraordinary. At that moment, a magnificent black woman appeared in the cube. Mm. Then, then hey. a very fine, slender Chinese female. <laughs> and then finally, another voluptuous young Asian woman, which by his definition, Asian's like Indian, right? Yeah. Mm. So oh. Asian woman appeared. There's a Courtney in there. <laughs> There's a Courtney in there. <laughs> the, the butler asks him which of the six women he prefers. He says he prefers all of them. I That's tur- the I right choice. I turn away any of my, my <laughs> creations. Quote, the robot butler went toward the robot making machine and spoke for a moment with one of his peers. Then the machine was set in motion and I understood what was about to happen. A few minutes later, I was back at my residence with my six companions. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the robot butler basically spoke to his supervisor and got approval to give the creepy-ass French pop star all six naked robots. Oh, my God. Found chicka Give it to the French. <laughs> this is a good porno movie. <laughs> like, the thing that I thought was, like, when I was reading this, this religious text, the thing that I was like, this is bullshit. When 75% of the world is non-white and one out of four people... Are either Chinese or Indian. Like, you're, you have a one out of four chance to be Chinese or Indian. A- Alien supercomputer scans every human mind on the planet and came to the conclusion that a brunette, a blonde, and a redhead were the ideal type of woman for every person on the planet, man and woman on the planet. Yeah. Lies. Anyway, the robot butler then shows him two types of helmets. First, one... <laughs> where, where is this story going? I have no idea. Hel- he helmets? Already, he already has his sex robots, right? So he's good there. So Wait, wait, helmet, wait helmet for which head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We have a... Well, is he sterile yet? Uh, no, they haven't <laughs> the sterilized him yet. No, no, no. Okay, he's so in the, he, he he the trying out process. Yeah, he needs a helmet. I mean, they... they, they well, they I suppose sh- the, the, ro- the robots, the female robots are, I'm sure, sterile. <laughs> well, well he, it's, it's, like, it's like you guys they buying a... Periods. You guys know buying a timeshare, right? You guys sample the <laughs> stuff first, and then they'll sell you in. They, they, he opens the walk-in closet, and it's just 10,000 condoms. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so no. So two types of actual head helmets. <laughs> The first one. You, again, you didn't specify. <laughs> the first one. Top head helmets. Cr- cranium. Cranium. Cranial protection. So the first one can make music using your own imagination. Ooh. Okay. That sounds scary. It's like so, the music in your head. So he plays music using his mind and then, quote, then my six adorable companions began dancing to my music in a most voluptuous like, and bewitching way. That's like creating your own like soundtrack. And I just yeah. think a family guy like riding on the bus, riding on the bus. <laughs> I'm riding on the bus. <laughs> but, but for him, it's more like like, <laughs> like, and then the women are just like, just shaking. I it. mean, it's like a weird '70s porno. Like they're just kind of like this doing is Austin weird. Powers. Yeah, this yeah. Is very that's Austin really all Powers. I can think about. Yeah, shag carpet included. <laughs> he then tries on a second helmet. That creates projections of whatever images you are thinking about. So it's like, oh, no. takes your images in your head, <laughs> no. projects them. <laughs> so I want to point this out. While surrounded by six naked sex robots, quote, I started thinking about my grandmother and she appeared on the screen. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to let you decide what that means. Oh. Uh, this person has issues. <laughs> this I is, mean, wow. 
clearly this is who I want counting my religion. (laughs) So he ends his visit to this technological and spiritual planet with an orgy. Quote, finally, after a while, I went to bed and spent the most extravagant night of my life with my marvelous female companions. And he did go on the record in the book and in interviews to claim that he did come that night. So that's an important and very important fact to know. That is a fact that happened. How many times? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully six, I guess. I don't know one for each. This is pretty much Austin Powers. Remember the fembots? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Do they so, shoot bullets out of their <laughs> So here are the oh. beliefs of Rylism, right? This is these are this is what because the, there's more. The oh, there's more. <laughs> oh my god, I have so many notes here. So this Sex is what robots, they believe orgies. in. First, one of their beliefs is that Jewish people are half aliens. Of course, <laughs> of course <laughs> makes so are. much sense. What? So Yahweh <laughs> Yahweh says that Jewish people are the genetic descendants of Elohim who mated with humans. Literally, scientists who got too close to their subjects. Yeah, that makes sense. The reason Jewish people have been persecuted throughout history is that humanity subconsciously senses that they're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> It is a, a critical part of this religion. One of their goals is to build a, a Raelian embassy in Jerusalem to save Israel from the coming judgment. If they can build an embassy in Jerusalem, Jesus, Moses, Buddha, and Muhammad will all return to earth, which to me... And throw sound, a major rager. To me, that sounds more like a dare than a religious commandment. <laughs> like, like, what's going to happen when all four of them come back? Well, if they bring some sex robots, I'm, I'm going to go start building an embassy. I don't it's going to start coming down. They're like, uh, Jesus is okay, going down. Okay, so down first there. things first, let's start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> let's do that. Get that taken care of. What is? Do, do we? I'm sure we get to it, but what's the state of realism currently? Oh yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure it's, it's it's a lot better than you realize. Like like for what I've talked about, it's way better than I'm you. Think. Pretty sure Buddha, Jesus, and Mohammed's gonna come down. It was like, who believes in us? And we're like, here. It's like, okay, you get a sex robot. You get a sex robot. Everybody, everybody gets a sex robot. Gets everybody a sex gets, robot. No, everybody gets ten sex robots. Oh, that's the actual that's no, the number. I'm not greedy. I'll probably go with three. <laughs> we get ten robots. Yeah. Oh, that's we true. We get to choose how many that's sex true. robots. Maybe we want. one's a butler robot you gotta have a butler robot that's I true i want my butler robot to be also be a sex robot <laughs> i mean i kind of feel the same way just they all they all dabble they're they're renaissance robots they do a little bit of everything i'm not greedy i don't need the 10 robots <laughs> okay so the so, other yeah, so if, so so real quick check yeah. in on this so so say my husband and i mm-hmm. would we each get 10 robots yes you would so we would have 20 20 an army of dude <laughs> sex robots yeah. that is a circle of dicks <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great circle of dicks how would you like them to look like anyway? Chris, Chris, Chris Evans? No, well, the problem yeah, well, is... Well, that would be at least three of them. The, 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 <laughs> that's what I was going to say. The first three are going to be Chris Evans. <laughs> After that, you can start experimenting. Then, then, oh, then we'll God. branch out. Now, now that I mention it, I think I want at least one Chris Evans just to be there. Just, just a roundabout. I mean, you want I, a roundabout I, experience. I would want a Gosling or a Chris Evans just to get lost in the eyes. Like every once in a while, just, I want to look in their eyes and be like, oh, yeah. Life is great. Right. Life I only get a Gosling if I could get an Emma Stone. A Gosling. Gosling and Emma Stone. I was like, oh, it's a package deal now. <laughs> but just don't put that with the one where you have the helmet that plays yeah. the music because then they're going to sing along and it's going to be bad. 
It's quite complicated, this religion. It is. There's a lot going on. There's a lot so of many choices! Oh, by the way, I mean, right, right now, where we are, you've seen how far we've come. There's We go places you don't even imagine yet. We're not even there yet. How do you join this religion? <laughs> okay. right, so, now taking so let's, let's hunker yeah, down. We're all okay. Let's get through this. this so, it's a lot to learn. So next, they believe in sexual freedom. All sex yes. is consider, considered good and a path to enlightenment. Mm. Only through joyous exploration of all sexual experiences can a person grow. Rielian meetings have no dress code, so m- some people wear little to no clothing. <laughs> uh, many people claim that some Rielian meetings end with an orgy. They that claim makes, this. Yeah. Uh, in fact, some sex tourists in Asia like to go to Rielian meetings to get laid for free. Why not? Because it's so difficult to do that otherwise. So I have a theory. This is my new theory. I believe, and this theory applies for any sex-driven religion like the Raelian religion. There are so many of them. (laughs) I believe. Well, there's also you should mention there's there's an opposite thing. There's there's so many of those. There's also many of like the really like nah, nah, everybody celibate. Everybody wears a weird mullet, you know. (laughs) 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 Okay, so uh, I believe that for any sex-driven religion, orgies are a spectrum. Uh, what I mean that what I mean is, you can have X number of naked people at a meeting, and there won't be an orgy. X number, everybody's fine. Everybody's doing their thing. It's a normal everyday. Hey, who's got who's taking notes? You know, it's a normal meeting. But if you have that X plus one number of naked person people, it just it's a tipping point. It just pushes the whole meeting over the edge. Ripple effect. It just starts like cascading down to all right. The orgy's gonna happen. <laughs> Basically, I describe it like this. It's that one guy who shows up at the party with drinks and says, let's get fucked up. <laughs> it's that, which I've, I've done dude, one time. I was hanging out with Ryan. I wish Ryan was here for this. One time I was hanging out with Ryan and uh, his girlfriend at the time. We were hanging out. They were like, oh, yeah, let's get some drinks. Let's drink and have a good time. And I was like, guys, I, I don't know. I got to drive home. It's a long drive. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go home. So I left. I left the house. I was whatever. I was driving the freeway. And then eventually I was like, nah, you know what? You know what? I went to a liquor store. I bought a bunch of booze, rang their doorbell. He opened the door, and I'm like, let's get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So that's, that's, that's the X plus one. That's the cascading, like, that one person. It just takes it. one. The instigator. Instigator. The in- I, okay, so I have known that person. <laughs> okay. For orgies. <laughs> it's I real. Had, I had a friend in college, and they would hang, and every time she showed up, mm-hmm. shit would go down. Yeah. <laughs> And it was never, like, when she wasn't around, those same people could do the same things, yeah. and it wouldn't happen. But then all of a sudden, she showed up, and, like, I don't know. Yeah. All of a sudden, it was a circle of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And her. It all comes back to that. <laughs> and, her. and her. In the middle of it. Funny story, she never joined. Oh, she liked to watch. No, well, I mean, she was well, just she in the room. She, she came and left. She... Well, she, more didn't than one way. <laughs> she didn't come and left. No, she. It, uh, there's uh, there's too many stories to tell. About. But yeah, moving on. Okay. I've known I've known, and I would agree yeah. that that is definitely yeah. you. You can have an almost orgy a lot, but yeah. there's really you need that. Yeah. That person to just like, I don't even know. Well, the other thing they also promote is they promote uh, sex positive education for children instead of abstinence fear based education. So they believe children should be taught not to be like afraid of sex or yeah. like whatever. They should be taught to like, oh, this is your body. 
enjoy it. You know, that's the of correct thing. way to the, teach right, children. Exactly. Don't make them scared. Uh, next, they're also like staunch feminists. Rylians believe that women should not be ashamed of their bodies. Women should be able to make decisions about their bodies and should have the right to go topless just like men. Uh, many, this is an interesting fact, many of the topless parades, events, and national days throughout the world are either hosted by or attended by Rylians. So it's like naked bike day. Is that like... Naked by day? Bike. Naked bike day? I don't know. It could be. But pretty much any topless women days, they have their hand somewhere in there. As a Portlander... Yes. ...who's seen the naked bike ride go... I've seen it in Brighton. From... I've seen it go from like a few dozen people to hundreds of that, like hundreds of people. That's what... I have no idea. (laughs) I was was with my friend. We went down... Because when I lived in Brighton... And we went down and we're like, oh, we're going to sit in front of the palace and we're going to like just read and everything. And so we're reading on the grasses. You didn't expect a nice, the naked bike? Did not know oh. it was happening. And surprise, all of a sudden, surprise. all of a sudden from off in a distance, we hear, and we're like, what the hell is that? And then dozens of people on rollerblades and bikes, men and women, fat and old and skinny, everyone of every different kind, just riding by fully naked. That is the soundtrack of a naked bike race, I feel like. It that was just feels like... like mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, do we, it again. And then we went to go get something to eat. And when we came out, we got... We couldn't cross the street because they were all coming in front of us. So I got a full view of everything. Wait, they were coming in front of you? <laughs> no, not... <laughs> arriving. They were arriving. We got to use the word come ri- really carefully They were riding past me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember turning to my friend. I'm like, I have never seen so many dicks in my life. <laughs> I was just like, Whoa. circle of Circle of dick. Okay, so other things. So uh, they're pro-LGBTQ rights. They're anti-war, anti-Catholic church. Uh, they're pro-GMO foods. They're pro-geneocracy, which means they believe the government should be run by intelligent people and scientists only. Um, now we're going into like Brave New World territory. I feel. Like Ayn Rand very, very kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very much yeah. Brave New World. Yeah. So they're also pro-cloning. Um, oh yeah, this is brave yeah. New this world. is now we're getting yeah. So they believe the Elohim have the DNA of every person who ever existed inside of a supercomputer. Good people should be cloned to live forever. Bad people should be cloned to be punished. And people who are neither good nor bad should not be cloned. They believe that the Garden of Eden was a laboratory on an artificial continent. Noah's Ark was a spaceship that originally housed the DNA-storing supercomputer. <laughs> the Tower of Babel was a rocket meant to take humanity to Eloha. And the okay. Great Flood was a series of nuclear missile strikes <laughs> that the Elohim sent to destroy the Earth. Yeah, it sounds like Final Fantasy. I mean, close for, enough. <laughs> for, for, a peaceful, for a peaceful race, nuclear <laughs> bombs. Jeez. So why was it... Why was the Earth so bad that it had to be bombed? They don't even... I, I, honestly, they didn't go into that. Oh, so I oh. don't know. But I, I think this is one of those things where he's just I like... I think yeah. you learned that in Sunday school. Th- this is like the Bible thing where he's just like, oh, the Garden of Eden was this, this was this. He was just kind of like yeah. tying it all back to the Bible, oh, yeah. you know? Um, next, the infinite. So they believe that our universe exists inside of an atom and inside of us are atoms and inside of those atoms are other universes ad infinitum. Okay. So it's just universe. We are universes, I guess, is what they're saying. <laughs> now we're going into men in black territory. Dude, I mean, honestly, I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like they drew a lot of these beliefs out of a hat. Like, it's just kind of like all over the place, you know? <laughs> just throw darts at I'm, the board. I'm, I'm, what I'm learning also from this is Rick and Morty is all, not all that creative, ultimately. <laughs> they're, they're kind of pulling from <laughs> yeah. philosophies of 
Colts. So the last thing I want to tell you guys about is for this subject of the beliefs, I want to tell you guys about the symbol of Rialism. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat and for our listeners – this is going to sound fucked up, dude. This is, everything else happened dude, so far. Dude, this is like, I, I read this and I was like, this cannot be real. Oh, I so, think I know. I, yeah, from what I read, I yeah. think I know what you're Before I even about. go into this, I want, I mean, literally, I have to pad this a little bit just to make it sound less bad. But it's going to sound bad regardless. <laughs> I want to start off by talking about the swastika. Okay, do that. So the swastika <laughs> used to be an ancient Indian symbol yes. that meant harmony, peace, mm. and prosperity. It, it, me- it, it was meant to have represented a galaxy or a comet, the, the stellar universe, I guess. It was, it, was, it was a peaceful symbol before the Nazis co-opted it. So can I tell you that yeah. one of my students, she was learning about something, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the swastika actually is an ancient, like, you know, it's a Hindu symbol. It meant peace, and then before mm-hmm. the Nazis took it over, and, of course, she hadn't learned about the Nazis yet. So what she did, she whatever her her project was, she then drew drew a border of swastikas around oh my her paper. Gosh. <laughs> okay, so we've established right the origin yes. of the the swastika, the symbol for realism. <laughs> it's a swastika inside of a Jewish star of David. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. So it's the oh. Jewish star of David with the swastika in the center. In, yeah, in the center oh. of it. And this was started by a French guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say they want to redeem the symbol again. But, dude, every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is, like, messed up. This is messed up. By the way, I'll say this, that the symbol is so offensive that, I mean, definitely Jerusalem's like, you're not putting an embassy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not putting an embassy down here. But, dude, they even tried to go to, like, some of the neighboring, like, <coughs> Middle Eastern countries that are more Muslim than, than Jewish. And even they were like, we're not touching this. <laughs> they were like, we're not touching this. Okay, so after his trip to Eloha, Claude goes back to Earth. Yahweh gives Claude a new last name, Rael. So his new name is Claude Rael. Okay. He, he grows a man bun. Of so course. Of course. That's, of course. He claims that the man bun is actually an antenna that allows him to <laughs> telepathically communicate with the Elohim. Now, whenever I see a man bun, that's yeah. all I'm going to think of. It's an to. antenna. Oh, my alien. Rielian. <laughs> Take me to your sex robots. <laughs> uh, he was laughed out of France. Yeah. For yeah. probably the man bun mostly, but everything else too. <laughs> so he went to Canada. Where they would accept him. (laughs) Sorry, Brendan. (laughs) He he built the headquarters of Rialism uh, near Montreal, uh, and the place is called UFO Land. So the (laughs) very clever the headquarters are are UFO Land. Uh, By the way, guess which is the country where Rialism blew up and has the most followers in the world? United States. Japan. Yes, <laughs> it's Japan, of course. Of course it's Japan. It's the sex robots. Sex robots. <laughs> sex robots. No, but but the fastest growing the fastest growing major religion in Japan is Mormonism. Oh. And it's oh. like super tiny, but the part of it is that the Japanese haven't had a lot of people coming in with different sets of religions mm-hmm. and the one of the core Japanese religions of Shintoism is very applicable to other yeah, religion. So you can be Shinto and Christian mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a in a way, and there's a lot of people over there that are going to be very restricted in their body. I'm they've got body issues, and so running <laughs> around naked and yeah. being all happy about that, and being pro sex yeah. and pro gay and pro experimentalism and 
also pro science and pro technology. Like, yeah, that's pretty darn Japanese, yeah. <laughs> right there. Yeah. I've seen enough porn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's, it, it is true. Um, the second place, by the way, is Korea. So it's Japan and Korea that have the oh, highest populations yeah. of Rylus. Um, the first state recognized Rylian temple is in Narita, Japan, called Corindo. So it's the first actual temple of Rylism. Yeah. And not like a building. It's like a straight up, like, it looks like a Japanese temple. Is it in the shape of a swastika? <laughs> <laughs> probably. I mean, there's, there's probably a swastika there, because, you know. That's water. a symbol. <laughs> By the way, I want to show you guys this. The Japanese, I mean, the thing about the Japanese is they make mascots for everything. Yes. Yeah. So Rylism has a mascot, um, and I'd like to show you oh what God. the mascot looks like. I'll turn the thing this way if you guys can see it. Sorry, Brendan, you have to look it up later. That's I the. It. He's got the swastika. He has a swastika, and he's blonde. <laughs> well, he's and, not blonde. He's got a helmet. Blue. Oh, it's a helmet. I thought it's it was supposed helmet. to be green. Oh, right. It's supposed but, to be like greenish tinge, but you know it's a what? blue alien. The Japanese. Take it back. They ha- he has a bow tie. He's got a bow tie going on too. I will say this about that that swastika inside of a Star of David. It is less. It doesn't immediately slap you and say swastika. Yeah. Like, it kind of is a jumble of lines. And you're like, there's yeah. kind of a Star of David, and what's that in this? Oh. Yeah. It's oh. stylized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I kind of like it. The yeah. bow tie tops it off, though. The bow tie. Like, he's, they're, he's a they're ready. Yeah, yeah, they're ready. So, okay. so just, just for our listeners, because realism is a, a slightly difficult word to figure out, how do you spell this? R-A-E-L-I-S-M. R A E L I S. So realism, but flipped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The E and the A are flipped. Because reality yeah. is flipped. Reality is flipped. <laughs> Good. Okay, so okay, kind of yeah, get, uh, getting to some of the questions uh, you had, Clinton. The oh, E has the umlaut, right? The two dots. Yeah, it does. It has the umlaut. He's French. I mean, of course, of course. <laughs> so in total, they claim there are fifty thousand Rylians worldwide in over eighty-four countries. However, outside estimates are that. The number is about 19,000 active Rylians. So if there are 50,000, they might be like, they're like Sunday Rylians or like <laughs> they're, they're Christmas on, They're Rylians. on the email list. Yeah, they're on the email <laughs> list. But there's 19,000 active Rylians going to rallies and okay. things like that and the, the meetings, you know, all that. So Claude has been preaching about Rylism, Rylism for more than 30 years. In particular, more so than men, a lot of women are drawn to Rylism. He's had three wives in his life. His most recent wife was Sophie de, de Niverville. I cannot pronounce <laughs> that in French. Sophie de Niverville, who was 16 when he married her with Ooh. her parents' permission. Uh, She's 30 now, and she became like a model and everything, yeah. but she was 16 when they got married. Her parents were <laughs> Rylists, right, yeah. and they married their daughter off. Uh, Claude has a king-size bed in his office at work. That's the dream. <laughs> With white tiger print bed sheets. <laughs> oh of course. And, and shag carpet, right? Shag carpet? They didn't mention please, I, I, you can please, only assume. Please. You can only assume. But th- what he does have In aside from that is <laughs> artsy nude modeling portraits of his wife Sophie on the walls. So he's got okay. the white tiger print, king size bed artsy nude photos of his wife just imagine being like a contractor coming in to like <laughs> do a, like a job or like discuss a contract oh, in man. this office there's totally shag carpeting i think <laughs> you can't have tiger yeah. striped sheets without shag carpeting <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure so next Rael's angels oh my god claude starts oh, no. inducting the women in the cult into a group called the order of angels <laughs> it's basically like being a nun but more sexual. 
Dude, this oh, guy like Charlie's like, Angels. This guy just like took Hugh Hefner yeah. and like <laughs> just upped the game a million times. <laughs> Made it more spiritual and religious. Yeah. Theocracy plus Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there are three levels in the order of angels. First level is angel. These are women <laughs> who will act as hostesses to the Elohim when they arrive on Earth. So they're just Thank they, you. they promise Welcome to the planet. Yeah, they live on a, they live a normal life, but when the Elohim finally come, they'll give up whatever life they have and they'll become hostesses to the Elohim. I forsake my life. Yeah. Sex humans. So no, they're just so, hostesses. So, just so hostesses. Per, they're so, just hostesses. So they're like the naval reserve. So they yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the naval reserve. So one level up is the golden ribbons. The golden <laughs> ribbons are women who will do anything to please the Elohim and their prophet, especially offering sexual gratification. Uh, yes. Okay. You got to have an entry level that's just like, oh, I just right. hostess. But then you have the, all right, so we're going to fuck, right? <laughs> you got to have that level. You, it's, it's the friend zone. <laughs> yeah. The angels are just in the friend zone. Yeah. And then they've got to like get out of yeah. the friend zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so um, there's actually a level above Golden Ribbons. That level is the Chosen. And the Chosen are women who will forsake that part of their life, and they will only specifically engage in sexual activity with the Elohim and their prophet. I want to emphasize the Elohim currently in, in this modern age, are still on Eloha. So the only person the angels is have to the please prophet. is the prophet, Claude. What a life. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one they have to think about right now. You know, I think it's a burden he's willing to bear. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, oh, hey, yeah. good on Sophie that yeah, she's exactly. willing to well, be okay with that. He is saving us from <laughs> all of these. Whatever, well, he's saving us from this whatever vague cloning apocalypse judgment that's coming. We don't know <laughs> what it means. I'm still not quite certain what I would be fearing if yeah. I was in this religion. I'm not quite sure. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, the worst thing that can happen in this religion is brunch with Jesus. So, I mean, I don't know. That's like literally like the most like kind of like, okay, well, hey. Hey, are, are we cool with this whole sex robot thing? You're here. I'm here. It's awkward lunch is the worst thing you can have. That's pretty bad. <laughs> are you allowed to have that relationship with Jesus? <laughs> He's there on Eloha, right? Just be like, he comes and like you talk about sex with Jesus. By the way, I want you guys to all remember this for when I get to my story. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. Next is Rael's girl. So, we have Rael's angels, but we also have Rael's girls. His side angels. Claude also organizes a coalition of Raelian sex workers to collectively be known as Rael's girls. They are workers who, they're sex workers who openly talk about being Raelians. So they promote sexuality, sorry, they they promote spirituality without sexual shame. So they're basically like, they work as sex workers, but if you want to talk about spirituality, they'll talk about Raelism. Are you like missionaries? (laughs) I guess you can think about them as missionaries, but just... Yeah, one kind of missionary. I was going to (laughs) say, they're really good in one position. (laughs) Next, clone aid. Scientists say that advancements in human cloning is a challenge because it's difficult to find women who are willing to be donors or surrogates because the experimentation and the sur- and the surgeries, the extractions are a little bit dangerous still, yeah. or at least in the time of this, uh, this clone aid story. An American woman named Bridget Boslier started a company called Clone Aid. Their goal was to clone children for couples who cannot have children. 
yeah. noble, and to unlock the key to human immortality. <laughs> Claude and the Rielians supported the hell out of Clonaid. Many Rielian women lined up to offer themselves to be donors and surrogates. Basically, if it was hard for scientists to find like women who are willing yeah. to be donors, Rielians were like, yeah, let's do it, <laughs> cloning. In 2002, Clonade claimed to have cloned the first human baby named Eve. Technologically, it was possible at the time considering the number of samples donated by Rielians. But many considered the announcement to be a hoax. By 2017, Clonade and the Rielians claimed to have cloned 13 human babies. So this is, this is still yeah. going on to this day. Claude was banned from ever entering Korea for his support of illegal human <laughs> cloning. Later, Claude started a new organization in Africa called Clitoraid. Oh my god. Oh no. It's a really bad. There's so many jokes there. I mean, I'll I'll say this. Their goal is kind of noble. The company would use its resources to rebuild the clitoris of women who are victims of clitoral mutilation due to misogyny. Because that's a rampant problem there. So their whole goal was we're going to use like surgeons will help you rebuild i mean that, that part okay yeah it's, but the name it's, though but the, the name the, navel, the name, name is the name is terrible yeah. <laughs> clitorate <laughs> i mean you kind of think when i heard clitorate before i knew what it was about i thought like this is gonna be like one of those rael angel weird yeah order of angels things but yeah no it was i thought it was i thought it was, I thought it was, it was a, be- a weird drink yeah oh, <laughs> I, I thought it was gonna be a beverage that like titillates you or something. i don't know <laughs> dude that's that's really likely with this religion <laughs> Uh, Later investigations by the Boston Globe and CBS have shown that Clonade is just two people with a fancy website and a P.O. box in the Bahamas. (laughs) (laughs) In the end, that's all it was. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I'll end with this. Claude did become a race car driver. He achieved his dream. Oh, he did. That's great. In 1994, a group of wealthy Japanese and Europeans, Rielians, sponsored Claude in several international races. His best finishes were third place at Le- at Lime Rock with a Mosler Raptor and seventh place at Watkins Glen with a Viper GTSR. This is my theory. I think Rialism was just Claude's long game to become a race car driver. <laughs> the same way he's like, okay, I'm going to become a journalist to eventually become a race car driver. I think this whole thing was just him like, I'm going to become a race car driver. So he just wanted funding to, to start a race car team. <laughs> Remember, this is before GoFundMe. Yes, yeah. yes that's true. exactly. That's true. Yeah. And it just took on a life of its yeah. own. <laughs> and I mean, the so, so I mean, the other thing is just, yeah, like, Rialism is not a, like a small fringe cult religion. It is huge. It's all over the world and it's growing. And yeah. This, yeah. this feels a little bit more yeah. like lighthearted than yeah. Scientology. Yeah. I feel like more people are going to like this religion. <laughs> it's just a bunch I mean, of, it's pretty much just a bunch of swingers. This is what happens when a religion is founded by a Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, okay. Courtney, what, what do you got for us? All right. So I didn't do as much research as yours was, but I think, it was, I took up I think literally it was the whole still episode. pretty interesting. So let's go to Huntington Beach in 1968, where mm. a group is formed, and they were called Teens for Christ. Oh, oh. By, by the way, <laughs> oh, no. I'm gonna, I know this story, and I just want to say one thing about it. There's a lot of darkness in this story, <laughs> but I hope you're focusing on the good. I think. Okay, I mean, it just some of the stuff it made okay. me laugh. And one, okay. I was drinking. I was drinking as I was like looking oh. at it. I almost spit out my juice. Yeah. On one part, um, 
<laughs> so they originally called Teens for Christ. Later, they changed their name to the Children of God. They reorganized later. They became known as the Family of Love, and then it was shortened to the Family. Until now, their current name, they're known as the Family International. Okay. I feel like I've heard of this. <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. I'd never heard of it, but I know, yeah, I know Brendan I know has because he mentioned it um, in some of our conversations. <laughs> Um, okay, so they founded communes. They were later known as homes. The uh, founder of this this religion cult, his name is David Brandt Berg. From 1974 to 1988, he had this, he took from Matthew 419, where in that chapter he talks about, you know, Jesus says to tell, tells two fishermen that they will be fishers of men. He took this <laughs> to mean that women would be the fisher women and they would go out and be bait to catch men. And he created this term called flirty fishing. Right. Or, I just love this, FFing. 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 No. What? No, that that means something else. No, it means flirty fishing, Clinton. (laughs) Okay. I'm in the... I I mean, he had the the right idea, I guess. This is how you get converts. They were very open sexually. They... Just like Ryalism, yeah, they were very sex positive. They wanted I mean, the way that they converted people was to have sex with them. Women would go out and have sex with yeah. them, and that's the way that they would proselytize and bring yeah. in the people. They they brought they brought Jesus' love into the living exactly. room, exactly, um. <laughs> and the bedroom. <laughs> and oh, the we'll kitchen. we'll get there. We'll get there. Hold on, wait. This is uh, by doing this. They, this was known as a deep witness. Oh, deep! I put in my because I I saw proselytizing. I put my nose like bet you would answer the door if they came knocking. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so women were known as God's whores. Or wait, or, God, God's whores. God's whores. They were officially called God's. They were whores. called God's whores. Or hookers for Jesus. <laughs> the, the more politically correct <laughs> term. Thank you. Yes. Hookers for Jesus. So FFing. Needs a head. <laughs> so FFing, the women who would do this, they also went into escort servicing because that would mean that they could bring in more converts. This was known as ESing. Um, and it was also a way that, and, da- and Brandt decided that FFing would be a great way to bring in some income so that's why they created esing okay um they would work as call girls and they would witness to clients where the situation presented themselves right. you know I so mean, you're cuddling so i'm so i'm assuming you cuddle i'm assuming right after yeah <laughs> right so after by but. the end of 1988 wait i want i want to throw something out there because i remember reading about this and i remember one of the things that berg said was that he said that it's it's like I don't I don't know if you get to this, but it seemed like you were going past it. But like Berg said, it's only right for people to donate to these you know preachers who come to your house to you know ffing you <laughs> you know because you know they're giving you their time, they're spreading the word. So they, the church expects a small donation. It's yeah, only right. Exactly. Like there's actually wording where he's like, it's only right. <laughs> I didn't read that, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, it eventually, FFing did eventually stop in 1988. By the end of 1988, it's though. FFing. <laughs> <laughs> it just means something else now. Yeah. Well, you know, these things, they evolve over time. They change into other things. So by the end of 88, um, the successes, the people that came in, they were known as fishes 
or, or they became well, known. They, be, the no, they became known as fruits. Their successes. The women that brought in uh, all you, these you men. You ffed fruits and you brought fruits. <laughs> They're the fruits of, of their labor. That's a bad analogy. Yeah. It doesn't whatever. Doesn't that's flow. what they, that's what it said. Fishers bring in fish. So they've been. They've been FFing since 78. <laughs> <by> <laughs> I know I've been FFing since 78. I wasn't born yet. but By, by eight, 1988, where it ended, um, 223,000 plus had been fished, had been, had been caught. 3,000 converts. Yes. So I, I will say, if, if I was a straight man in the late 70s looking for a good lay <laughs> and I could tune out some evangelical yeah. spiel. Yeah. It would be, I, I'm assuming they would be good and they would take it seriously and I yeah. wouldn't worry about them like robbing me yeah. because they just want to get some money and then evangelize. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they so, represent the church. You, you represent yeah. the church. Now I, you... now I just feel bad about my like college years when I was like, <laughs> all they did was just give me free food and I just kept going. If they were going <laughs> to offer this, I probably wouldn't have never left. You're born too late, man. Uh, yeah, I know. In the wrong era. And it was like right over there too. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Not too far. I, so, I mean, then again, they're talking about the 70s. This is a conversation we had. The, the epidemics that came about because oh, yeah. of the 70s just... <laughs> You know the sexual revolution. That might, I mean, truthfully, that might have been a part of what played into Them the stop, ending of that. Yeah, in no, I, that has to be. Well, yeah, part of the eighty and and eight because like the AIDS epidemic mm. and mm-hmm. everything, and people were you know afraid of that and whatnot. Yeah. Um, also, as part of this, they didn't believe in birth control, so there were pregnancies. Wow. They so did the both. the That's... kids that were born as a result of this, this is what always made me spit up my juice. They're known as Jesus babies. I mean, at least the at least Claude had like the Elohim and like some better names than Jesus babies. Jesus babies. Jesus Jesus babies. God's whore. (laughs) It sounds like a really bad bake sale, like a churchy bake sale. (laughs) Whores, babies. I've got Jesus babies. There are three for a dollar. Okay, so going for a little bit further into their teachings, um, they're soldiers in a spiritual war of good versus evil for the souls and hearts of men. They have spirit helpers that include angels, departed humans, religious and mythical figures, and celebrities, which include... Celebrity endorsements? (laughs) (laughs) And they have mythical figures, which include Aphrodite, the snowman, Merlin... The snowman who had the hat? (laughs) The snowman? (laughs) Wait... Like like the the snowman, the not snowman. snowmen, no, not snowman. like a snowman, it, but like the, the snowman. He'll yeah, be back again snowman. one day, I guess. In time for the seventies, Merlin, <laughs> <laughs> the Sphinx, Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, Richard Nixon, and Winston Churchill. Why Winston let's, Churchill? Let's get to a really important part. You no, know, but I'll tell you what. No, Winston Churchill. His whole thing was he was he was like all about being nude all the time. Really? He, yeah. Winston Churchill, when he's at home, even when he was visiting the White House in his quarters, he was always nude. So people <laughs> walked in on him nude all the time. You guys hear this one great story? It's one of my favorite Winston Churchill stories ever. By the way, this is not the story I'm about to tell, but Roosevelt has seen his dick. I mean, Roosevelt has seen Churchill's dick. Well, you know, dick. Johnson a, was known as just, he, know. he just would dude, love to just whip it dick, out dude, and dude, just show dude, everyone. Big dick Johnson. Did you know that? <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson had to get tailor-made pants because his dick was so big. Normal pants, it wouldn't, like, he would constantly order, talk about, like, in memos, like, in, in official music, hey, by the way, I need you to check on the pants order that I have like he's all about getting tailored pants for the junk area but yeah. he would also literally go up to people unzip his really? pants and whip it out i yeah. did not know about that yes. part johnson he would, he would go and just he is just, not creative just show everyone oh, during like press junkets and yeah, stuff here look at my penis he would even do it to the secret service <laughs> 
Oh, that's a bad, that, that was <laughs> a bad time. That's the way to secure votes, though. Like, oh, you question if I'd be a good leader? Look at this. <laughs> Look at Look this. Oh, it really beats like Trump's hands thing, huh? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll just show you my dick. <laughs> So, so the the Churchill story I love is this, right? Um, have you guys ever heard the story about how the Lincoln, like the ghost of Abraham Lincoln, haunts the White House? Like that's a story. Like they say that the there's a couple like rumors and myths about the White House, but one of the most yeah. prevailing myths that uh, many presidents, many people who've worked there have said, like they've seen the ghost of Lincoln hmm. in in the White House. It's, you'll look it up. It's, okay. it's famous. So Winston Churchill was taking a bath in his quarters one time, naked, of course. Of course. As, as, well, I mean, you're in the bath. He, he'd be naked either way, but he's in the bath. He was walking from like the bath to his quarters. So okay. he's walking through the hall. He sees the ghost of Lincoln. He stops. He stares at the ghost. The ghost stares at him. And then he says, my apologies, Mr. President. You seem to have caught me at a disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then apparently the ghost of Lincoln so smiled, <laughs> smiled at him and then left. That's awesome. Yeah. That's 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 got to be my favorite story ever. <laughs> anyway, go okay, on. Okay, so let's get to let's get to a very important part. Yeah. of their teachings, loving Jesus. I mean, I, if they weren't already Ooh. loving Jesus, they're, they're gonna love Jesus. <laughs> this is gonna get good. So they so like most churches, they believe that they're the bride of Christ. Okay, that they make up the bride of Christ. The church itself. The church itself. The members of the church make up the bride of Christ. However, they go a step further. They encourage you to have a sexual relationship with Jesus. Meaning that when you're having sex with your significant other, when you're masturbating, whatever it is, you should imagine that Jesus is there with you. Now, I, I'd go I have a lot of questions like, about this. This sounds fun. Males are told to visualize themselves as women. So they avoid the whole homosexual relationship with Jesus. Oh, so homosexual is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. This, well, so, this is a more conservative. <laughs> yes. They are this, pro, this is not they are anti-condom. Yeah, this, yeah. So, so they want you to actually really believe that Jesus is in the bedroom with you as you're having sex. Huh. Um, and if you're a man, you should imagine yourself as a woman. Huh. So, you know, just keep that in mind. I don't um, want to. <laughs> I really, I want to put that out of my mind quickly. Imagine yourself as a woman, which is, which... Is fu- could be fun, could, could be, be fine, fine, yeah. But to have sex with Jesus, regardless, is not there's a, there's a good. There's a lot of imagining. You have to imagine yourself as one person and the, your partner. Yeah, as you like have to imagine your partner else. is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That, so you, I mean, there's a lot of thinking. So, 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 if, so, so if you're a guy, you're you're, you're pumping you're, Jesus. You're working you have, really hard. The guy has to work twice as hard. Yeah. He has to think that he's a woman, and then that the woman he's with is Jesus. Is Jesus. All and while then he's keeping, having sex with Jesus. All while and then keeping the woman, it up. And then the woman has to think of the man as being Jesus. So is it's like almost Jesus is fucking himself, though. And then the oh, guy has true. to think, if I'm a woman, why do I have a penis? Oh, I have a strap on, and I'm fucking Jesus. It's too complicated. <laughs> this is what they teach. And how they bring this about is they use graphic poetry. They use guided visualizations, artwork, songs. Do you have any of these poetry? I, I do not. <laughs> Please, oh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear um, they, they, So they have the main thing. They edit it down for teens, and then they further edit it for kids because they do teach it to kids as well. Yeah, none of this sounds family-friendly. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And this is and this religion and all this, they, they don't bring it into conservative countries because they think it'll be labeled as porn. Like, why would anybody do that? And um, they're even, like, in Africa. They're, like, I think they, I want to say a, no, a number I think I remember was, like, 82 countries or something like that. Yeah. I mean, well, they are the family international. The family international. Yeah. Not, um, not as many as rivalism, which is no. in 84. 
what? You countries? said it was in 84? 84 countries. Yeah. yeah. 84. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's the major yeah. religion so, then. <laughs> um, this, this surprised me, and this is where it made me think of Brendan because he brought it up. So some of the members that have been part of this that were brought into as kids, Rose McGowan. Yeah. She oh. was she was born into this the the Phoenix siblings so River yeah. Joaquin and then their other siblings Rain Summer that makes Rain sense. and Summer they were in it from 1972 to 1978 the founding member of Fleetwood Mac Jeremy Spencer wow. he was in he actually left Fleetwood Mac in 1971 to join the Family International oh I mean at least the kids were going so, in the other direction they were born into it and then they yeah, left yeah he went. but I mean I don't know if you I don't know if you're going in, I'm not gonna mention that's actually this. the end of my oh, thing I'm gonna say this about because that's the thing is, this story, like, there is definitely, like, some hilarious stuff. And, like, there yeah. is some really bad, dark stuff in this cult. Joaquin and River Phoenix and Rose McGowan, they dealt with that stuff, and they got out. And, yeah. they, and when you read some of the stories of people who got out of this cult... I didn't want to read this stuff. Dude, I, honeststly, like... when I read it, I am... Because I, 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 I was looking into it the same reason. I was like, oh, my gosh. Effing, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, this is outrageous. Fucking for God. Like, this is crazy. But then when I read the dark stuff, I, I was like, I don't want to bring this darkness into yeah. my show. I literally yeah. thought to myself, this is bad. Yeah. And then I found the alien religion. <laughs> <laughs> so sex, much better alien. Sex ones. robots. Sex robots. <laughs> you can't rape a sex robot. <laughs> Actually, I don't so, know. I mean, Westworld, Westworld's making That's us a, ask some questions. You know, <laughs> it really, it really does depend how sentient is the sex robot. Like, I mean, dude, you know what? The, the robots were sentient enough to give a freebie to Claude, right? Because he walked over <laughs> to his supervisor and he's like, "Hey, man, can we get three more sex robots for our, my friend here, my friend, the pop star?" <laughs> oh man, cults are fun. You, you you were talking earlier about how you wanted at some point to do a sex episode. I do. N- next week is sex. This, oh, is this week is has it? been not about sex at all. This is there's no sex talk today. This is not about sex. This has been a serious philosophical discussion, Clinton. Perfect. Very serious. Next week Very is a sex serious. episode. I'm going to invite my girlfriend. I remember one time. I don't know if you got to this episode, but there was an episode where like we talked for 40 minutes about sex, like like hard, like like about positions and just everything. Just going at it and hard, the, long 40 long, minutes of was sex I, talk. Was I here? Stop. At the mic. I, I think I was, you might have been, but I, all I remember is was afterwards, I was, I was just like, all right, guys, so the topic for today is AI. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, not that at all. It all leads back to Circle of Dicks. <laughs> it was, we started with Circle of Dicks, and I feel yeah. like it's just it's, been the consummate circle. circle. We also started, I mean, to take this mascot for mm. realism, yeah. we did start with the conversation about sexy mascots and which that's true serial mascot we'd have sex with and oh that's true so you were tony the tiger noosh <laughs> um but also i think it could be uh captain crunch i mean he's captain experienced Cr- really he's experienced really? he's, he's experienced, experienced man. So he's, for the mature he's like man. For, he's like for he's children the most see. interesting guy he's been in the world see. You know, he's seen things. My what eyebrows are above what, my hat. What was he does have really out? good berries. <laughs> yeah. But he's berries. not even really a captain. He's like an admiral or something. Well, I mean. Admiral yeah. Crunch? Will that work? That, he's a man he's of people. He's captain. He's it's demoting himself it's to connect captain. with the common man. <laughs> That's why. He's captain how, Crunch. How else can you fight the Soggies if not by connecting with the common man? <laughs> Do you say the Soggies? Listen, one day I want to talk about this, but I don't know if you guys ever heard about this, but there's a comic book called Breakfast of the Gods. 
What? Oh my Good god. No, okay, I'm gonna tell you about it one day, not now. I'll bring you on, Clinton, just to talk about it. I don't wanna leave you out. Breakfast of the Gods is an epic Lord of the Rings style story about the breakfast cereal mascots fighting against evil oh my in god. the form of Count Chocula who wants to bring endless night and take away breakfast. I really want to read this. It's incredible. Like, it is actually this. a legit like holy shit, this is a serious ass story. Like it's a serious ass story. I want to read this. This is how I, I know our regular group is back together and everything's going well <laughs> yeah. because I'm back to wanting to make movies off of our stories. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, so Brendan, do you have anything you want to shout out or promote? Um no, not really. Ken uh, you could visit a lot of my writings, some about sex, some about not. <laughs> uh, it's my name, ke-n.net. Your name is ke-n? Yeah, because ken.net was taken already, no, know, so it's like... Never mind. <laughs> we got Stubbs and KE-N. I'm just going to rename it to Stubbs. Stubbs. <laughs> okay, like that's my name. That's my name. Stubbs.net. And then everybody that likes me are called Stubbies. Oh, oh nice. Stubbies. Nice. And then you can start the sex cult. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Sexy Stubbies. What, what, you would call it Stubbing then. Yeah. Stub- <laughs> we'll call it Stubbing My Toe. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's... Yeah, I've Courtney? seen that porn. Um, <laughs> nothing to me personally. Oh, but actually, an important announcement. So going forward, guys, we're going to be oh, changing yeah. our publishing schedule. Uh, instead of producing an episode every single week during the fall and the spring, what we're going to be doing is the 15th and the 30th of every month, we're going to be publishing an episode starting now. So this episode... Happy Halloween. We didn't talk about that, but we're talking about cults. Happy Halloween, everyone. So this episode is going out as our, you know, right before Halloween on the 30th. The next episode will be the 15th of November and then the 30th of November. So on and so forth. Going forward. We will this time take a winter break as usual just because we need to kind of catch up on, on some things for the show. But starting next year, January 15th, we will be continuously doing the show. So every 15th and 30th, you will get a new episode. We will be having, you could say, less frequency of episodes, two episodes a month instead of four, but we will have continuous episodes so there won't be breaks yeah. between our show. Mm. So that's the trade-off we're basically doing. Um, Clinton, do you have anything you want to shout out or promote? The only thing I would shout out is I talked to a bunch of people. I hate, I used to hate Halloween okay. since it's the Halloween episode. I used yeah. to hate Halloween. I'm a horrendous arachnophobe, so mm. it's the worst time of year Spiders for Spiders are everywhere. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I also, I'm from, I'm from Portland, and the fun of Portland on Halloween is non-existent uh, because you have to make any Halloween costume with a rain contingency plan. Okay. So yeah. it's like, oh, great, I'm going to be a Ewok with a parka. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of, like, doesn't work. Yeah. They do wear, like, that hooded thing, right? Oh, yeah, they have a little yeah, like, yeah, hoodie. Yeah. That's probably one of the easier costumes <laughs> yeah. to do. But, yeah, you can't do, like, a sexy ballerina yeah. when it's 45 and sleeting. Like, you just can't do that. <laughs> and so there was a question on Reddit the other day of sexy people of Halloween, how do you do it without freezing your tits off? And I'm like, you moved to Southern California. <laughs> and not only that, on Halloween night, you go to West Hollywood. Uh-huh. Because Santa Monica Boulevard is shut down, and it's there's two hundred thousand plus people. Yes, there are no agendas. It's not like you have to go somewhere. It's just like you're walking up and down the street. 
You don't really have to hide your containers. Like, it's just yeah, it's, super chill. You've been? Uh, once. I went once. down once. So where is it? This ha- Santa Monica? It's Santa Monica between, ooh, I'm not going to get it right. But it's, I think, basically La Cienega and Doheny. Okay. Generally, like, the WeHo main strip. Yeah. And it is, I would say, it, it, WeHo generally right now is gay like the rest of L.A. is. That is especially mixed. Like, that night, it's everybody. And it yeah. doesn't matter. And yeah. The thing that I say about L.A. Halloween is you have to realize that the people around you are professional makeup artists, yep. professional costumers, or they work with those people. So they have access to really crazy costumes. And it is literally the best collection of costumes I've ever seen. And you just go and you just walk. Like, there's no agendas. There's no advertising for it because it's just people in costume hanging out. Yeah. But it's the biggest... I, believe it's the biggest Halloween celebration in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I wouldn't it, doubt it. And it is so much fun. And whenever I meet people who haven't gone, I'm like, you have to go. It's so easy. It's you, worth it to go at least You once, have to park yeah. a ways away and then walk in. That's fine. Um, but you can – but do that. It's totally worth all the hassle because I think it's just mm-hmm. so much fun to just chill and hang out and check out Halloween costumes. If you're, if you're into guys, if you're into girls. If you're into costumes. If you're into whatever. costumes, yeah. there is something to tantalize whatever oh. you want. Wow. There's probably some little green men handing out <laughs> sex robots. Dude, there's... Yes. Oh, I was going to say, though, I mean, you're not going to shout out to your husband or your dog? Like, I mean, well, like... <laughs> my dog doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I would say, if I, if I get to shout out anything else, I just would shout out Best Friend Society, which is where he came from. Um, we adopted him from the No Kill Los Angeles shelter. Okay. Adopt your dogs. They're yeah. beautiful puppies, and I think mutts are, like, the best, because... Yeah. They, you kind of don't know what you're going to get, so you can go in and, like, feel the dog out, and you know that that's the dog you're going to get, not some, like crazy breed yeah all right well so we will end the episode the song that we are ending with is oh man this is another tough one i i don't i think it's stories by a himitsu so okay thanks guys for joining us tonight we will catch you again not next week but on the 15th just, look just, forward to us just say goodbye all right just subscribe <laughs> just subscribe subscribe we're great <laughs> that's a good one Made possible thanks to KDHR, the student-operated radio station of California State University, Dominguez Hills. For more information about KDHR, please visit www.kdhr.net. The intro song for this show is Space Ace by Blind. The intermission songs are Brambles in the Breeze by Protricity, Lost in Time by Your Daily Water and Expert Novice, and Radical Dreamers Angelic Mix by Tim Shihai. This music is made available thanks to Overclocked Remix. For more information, please visit ocremix.org.